Good day, everybody. Hello, hello. And welcome to The Mushroom, which is a podcast by Ministry of Funny, hosted by myself, Harish. And your average Chinese man, Terrence. Where we talk to people doing not-so-average stuff, pretty cool shit, controversial shit, anything that we find interesting and that we hope you find interesting too. And on today's episode, we speak to Herbert and Kylie, co-founders of the controversial app High Blood, which is a, a dating app that's not controversial in and of itself, rather for a post they did uh, last year. It became infamous worldwide for being somewhat... Uh, provocative so, so we talked to them about their motivations behind that and why they did that and their thoughts about their app and, and society in general it gets pretty deep man so hope you guys enjoy it so what is High Blood the app? <laughs> Kelly, you wanna go? Uh, well Herbert would describe it as a Tinder with an income filter okay yeah um, basically it is an app that allows you to verify your credentials so far, we have three credentials that you can verify, which is income, education, and profession. Mm-hmm. And this will allow you to um, be able to eventually get rid of catfishes um, in the dating app. Yeah, As long as you verify one of your credentials, you are able to unlock a feature that will allow you to only see other verified people as well. So it means that you're completely eliminating any fake profiles from the feed that you're swiping on. Okay. Yeah. But how is that? Don't don't other apps also do similar stuff? Like they verify with an, one other platform or something? Yes, correct. But I think that verifying um, under another platform, like let's say Facebook, like connecting yeah. your Tinder account or, or whatever dating ac- uh, account to Facebook, is not exactly a security thing because you can easily create a very fake Facebook and that's what we realized when we did our market research in the dating app scene we like Herbert always encounters prostitutes and mm-hmm. uh, escorts on dating apps yeah they're everywhere on Facebook yeah they will always mm. just WeChat him their number and say hey come WeChat me send me money whatever anyone that sends uh, you ask yeah, you yeah and they for are very tight on Facebook and you know but then you know when people actually genuine people who are on dating apps who are looking for a relationship and not just for like sex with a prostitute or escort, yeah. like they they get really frustrated that they have to waste their time, like swiping through people that they know that they they're not really interested in. So yeah. that means, but what about when you say dating apps? You mean more stuff like the swipe left, swipe right? Because OK Cupid and all that, there's a lot more extensive questions that you have to answer, right? It's not mandatory to answer questions on OkCupid. Okay, oh, there's no minimum number of questions you have to answer before your profile becomes there, public? There is. There is a minimum uh-huh. of 15 questions. Okay. And after you're done with 15 questions, then you are okay to go. So you feel that's still not enough to verify? Because people can still fake, fake answers. They can what fake we, their profiles. They can put a catfish. also like things that is... Searchable. Yeah. Searchable. Like, you mean what they are employed... So you can't really search for a picture, right? Yeah, like you don't know what to search for. You can't even imagine it. Yeah, yeah. So you you can search for income because it's an objective measure. Mm-hmm. That what I mean is one thousand US dollars is one thousand US dollars no matter where you go. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you can filter like oh I want a funny guy and then yeah. you know what I mean that's something that's subjective. Personality traits are so subjective. Yeah. Okay. Also, you mean other dating apps and websites you they don't ask for your income? There's no other app that does that. There, there are other apps uh-huh. like Luxy. Uh-huh. Uh, more, more and more apps are doing it okay, okay actually. I see. So, uh, but they don't have the degree of seriousness and, and intensity mm-hmm. 
because we are very fierce in um, allowing people to verify specific income levels. And who does the verification? We do it manually. But in the future, it will be it'll be left to the robots. As in, as in the two of you do it manually? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's also, I thought there's some element of the five people in, with, who are already users of the app have to verify yep. the new user. So how does that work? Oh. Okay, <laughs> so we want to make, make the app very democratic. Okay. We don't want to be exclusive in a way that we disallow certain groups or certain you know, groups in society from our app. So what we do is we, um, we get five users in the app to mm-hmm. vote on a new user on whether they should be accepted into the app. Okay. Yeah. So as long as you get three out of five votes, you are in the app. If not, you can just wait another twelve hours, or and you'll be and you'll get in the app. Yes. Okay. No, it's not. Com- it's you can try again, like oh. to get people to vote for you. So it'll be another five people. Yes. Okay. Since all random. Or you can. Or you can pay. Yeah. Oh, you can pay. So you can pay to get in yes. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So then, where does the My verification password. process go there? When verification. You set up your profile. Um, Highblood doesn't verify like. Like who you are when you come in. Yeah. But the verification is, is done on the objective measures on the three credentials that we have has objective measures. Mm-hmm. So income, mm-hmm. education, which school you come from, and profession. Okay. So basically, it it does it, does it so it doesn't filter like if you make five dollars a year, it won't keep you out of the app. No. It's no. just a certain tier that is visible on the. The, the filter exists in a robust and elegant way. The okay. filter would differ. From person to person. Okay, so it's a filter more than like a, a, a wall with a minimum height, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. You create your own filters. So let's say you want girls. Not us. Yeah. We don't filter yeah, anything. We don't filter anything. It's okay. you are the one filtering. Because you have to admit that some people, everyone has a preference when it comes to dating, you know? Yeah. And it's not being racist. It's not being like, you know, specifically any, like being discriminating okay. in a way. But it's like we all have a preference and certain people just prefer it that way so we are enabling people to just stop wasting their time to yeah. find the person that they're really interested in in terms of wherever as much as we can do which is objective facts obviously yeah. we can't say you know like it can't verify a funny guy we can't verify like the, the philosophy behind that is uh, once you get all the superficial thing out of the way mm-hmm. you can focus yes. on what really matters yeah like compositional okay. chemistry okay and things you have in common what interests you you like Okay. So all naturally come up in conversation. You don't have to like um emblaze on them yeah. on on your profile or anything like we don't believe in that. So that means what you're saying is that someone who earns five dollars a year who works as a, a random job, say uh a YouTuber, which is not known to be a very lucrative thing in mm-hmm. Singapore, and he went to primary school. Yeah. He can still get on the app. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's just people who are not looking for those sort of criteria or benchmarks will yeah. not find him. We yeah. kept emphasizing that. Okay. Like in our pictures, we would say that even an IT grad, no offense to IT grads, but even an IT person can be, we, we want them to be really proud of who they are mm-hmm. and verify that they come from IT. You're so bad about coming from IT. Is there anything wrong? Nothing wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. We want people to take control and have, uh, to be proud of who they are. Okay. So then my next question is going to go back to, I think the thing that I, I'm guessing you guys have been questioned about the most, uh, that one post. <laughs> Which uh, happened, I think, in March yeah. 2016. I like to sensationalize things. Okay. 
So yeah. so just to give our, our our listeners the context, right? So um, I think we can pull it up also. I think if you just yeah, we we can we can show it. But from what I recall, yeah, it was. We took it down already, so you cannot pull it up anymore. Oh. But would there be images online? Because yeah, there on the internet. Yeah. So what would be high blood Facebook just, posts? Yeah. Yeah. You can pull up the Reddit post, the one with the personal attacks. I think yeah, that one, that one we can because why why I want to talk about this thing is because there was the post and then there were how people react to it, reacted to yeah. it. Yeah. So I think the Reddit is like Are maybe this one? maybe how like more I really about can't how see it from people here. react. <laughs> you just go Google Im- images. No. Oh yeah, that's yeah, the Reddit. Yeah, that's okay. the Reddit post. Yeah. Okay, so that's the Reddit post. So dating yet? No banglas, no maids, no uglies, no fake. No fakes, no bots, no escorts, just pure quality like you. Okay, so you're saying, yeah, you, you like to sensationalize things. Yeah. So so how how is that relevant to, to this? Like, what was the thought process? So eventually, I thought that high blood would have race filters. Okay. So if we go to the extreme of having a race filters, what would people say then? So I wanted to introduce this, this conversation mm-hmm. to have with people. Uh, to get people to to realize what we're trying to go after okay which is our, our goal was actually to eliminate fake profiles which is the most pressing problem in online ad- identities on the internet okay so the goal was actually to eliminate fake profiles to introduce more honesty and more legitimacy in terms of how people know each other mm-hmm. and begin to initiate contact with each other mm-hmm on the internet okay that was the goal that was the goal but what happened when you posted it uh yeah i did sort of have anticipate that it might go viral mm-hmm. but it actually didn't nothing happened for a week uh-huh so what 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 was the tipping point because from trigger, what the I, trigger was uh because i was also looking for a co-founder at that point in time yeah and i think the there was a stimulus from from when I went to NTU, mm-hmm. and someone got really offended that I was looking for a co-founder in my alma mater, NTU. Oh, okay. So why would you be offended at someone looking for a co-founder? It's an opportunity for friends, right? Yeah. So she got. I think she got really offended, and I think it started from there. So the, how how did that cause? Because. At the, at the end of it, it was covered on multiple papers, not only locally, but globally as well, right? Yep. So how did her reaction kind of lead to all that happening? I, had no, I have no idea to this day. I but no she idea. posted some stuff. Was it, who, who was the first publication who picked it up? Uh, I can't remember, actually. Can't I remember. think it was Reddit. Reddit. And uh, Mashable. Oh, Mashable. So once it got on Mashable, then it just, it yep. just spread. Like. So that was in March 2016. So do you think... So in general, am I right to say that most of the articles written about it, right, were like this is this is some fucked up shit, you know, this is racist, this is bigoted. Yeah. Most of the the posts were like that. I think all. All. <laughs> all. So so what were your what's your thoughts on that? Mm, I sincerely apologize for uh-huh. the. Oh no! I'm not, I'm not asking to for the... an apology because. Like I mean, uh, we yeah. Also, I know you're not asking for apology. Yeah, but. I just want to get your your thoughts on it because I think sometimes, I mean, the internet is a very easy place for for how you say groups to gather and target someone, uh, whether they're right or wrong. And sometimes I think people are kind of in forced to apologize when 
they might not really mean it and it's just circumstance so this one we actually brought you guys here to hear your honest opinions on it because I know you put, you posted a public apology la. Yeah. and, and this, in this world right now where the everyone's walking on thin ice and anything you say could offend someone right I know you posted uh, apologizing to people who were offended la. So, so, but, but right now, what, what was your initial reaction when you saw all that? Do you think it was justified the backlash or it's something you knew that was coming and when it came, you're like, this is my plan in action? <laughs> what motivated me to post this was something intellectual, something by Slavoj Zizek, mm-hmm. uh, a philosopher. Yeah. And he, he said that what he thinks about racism is that the best way to counter racism is actually to engage in racist banter. Because mm. once, you, once you introduce yourself to the stresses, to anything that hurts you, and you live through that, you become stronger. That's, the, that's actually uh, you know, anti-fragility. Mm-hmm. The, concept by, the concept popularized by this intellectual, this academic, uh, Taleb, Taleb. Mm-hmm. So once you expose yourself to these kind of things, it becomes uh, nothing. It's like nothing to you. Okay. You gain from being exposed to these stresses. Okay. So what? Th- that was what Taleb uh, espoused. But what uh, the philosopher posited was that to to counter racism, you actually have to engage in racist banter, and that was what I was going after. So you wanted to stir a conversation on racism with that post? E... Not really. It but was, I mean, racist banter, it kind of... It wasn't just about race, right? Yeah. Or a certain race. Mm-hmm. It was more about the, the occupation and what the... It was, it was to... I have this thing about filter facades and it started off with my first project, the facade project. Yeah. So I felt that Instagram was a place that uh, allow people to hold and project very filtered facades mm-hmm. that were not representative of who they really are. Yeah, and it's because of this malaise or poison that makes things very superficial. It encourages interactions that are very surface on mm-hmm. the surface, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they are not very deep. And it encourages a certain form of and this is the worst thing a uh, group thing okay it encourages a kind of uh, you are supposed to behave in this way and okay. if you behave in any other way society would condemn you okay so so but but it, it's it's kind of hard to say that it was okay you said profession but the first thing saying no banglas right that is that is race la, right so was there even the arrangement right was it a conscious thing like how you arranged it what came first what came second yeah no banglas was meant to incite the most the most impact the most impact yeah so so you so but based on what you said about the philosophers uh, I was going after the 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 impression that people in our society have mm-hmm. against um, this demographic or psychographic mm-hmm. which is what which is um, they will not find mm-hmm. a bangla attractive they will always complain about getting approached by banglas mm-hmm. 
on dating apps. So this was when it you was say, a legitimate problem that. So when you say they meaning you don't even have to do market research to uncover this. So, but then then what kind of research do you base it on? Um, just interactions with people on dating apps. Okay. I use dating apps, so I'm quite familiar with the complaints that yeah. girls have. Yeah. About about their experience on dating apps. Okay. So, but what you just said where... So, this was actually to... Remember, I had a thing against filtered facades. This yeah. was actually to surface. To surface what you're saying, people feel, right? Yeah. So, all you're doing is bringing it to the surface. Yeah. Okay. And, and getting people to confront what they really feel. Okay. Do you talk to any Banglas? No. So... I'm just uh, and again this is not this is not a podcast to vilify what you did. It's just to to kind of understand the mindset because like we like these kind of discussions and hearing your perspective la. But like what you just said, I guess maybe from a minority's perspective la, If I were to bring out whatever uh the parents of my friends when they were young said and like accept that has has uh, uh the truth right, then I wouldn't have many friends. Because or most of their, I heard a lot of my friends tell me their parents were like, don't, don't friend Indians, mm. right? So then it's kind of, that's why when I saw this, I'm like, hmm, okay, so it might be what people are thinking, but is what people think or like, is what a group thinks always correct? I mean, that's the problem with democracy, right? You know, democracy, majority wins, but there's always the, the risk that if everyone thinks a certain way, it doesn't make it right. So, so how, how, what, what are your thoughts on, on that? Okay, so overall, like after everything happened when you posted this, right? Looking back, the the objective wasn't to say that not liking Banglas is a right thing. Okay, I'm just trying to bring it to the surface uh-huh. to get people to confront it. Uh, would you Would you say that? It doesn't mean that I agree that okay. there should be no Banglas or Bangladeshis in my app. Anyway, I wasn't referring to the nationality Bangladeshis. I'm nothing against Bangladeshis. Uh-huh. It's a profession of one of the hottest guy friends that Kylie knows is Bangladeshi. Uh huh. So how did he react to this? <laughs> yes, Kylie, please. <laughs> when I when I told him to join the app and he found out about this post, he was just like, "Uh, Kylie," and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> no," because like everything there is not what we stand like in on the surface view. When you look at it, it would not like we said we don't limit certain demographics yeah. into our app yeah, yeah so it's not what we stand for it's i think like the post just really wanted to spark conversation and like just confront like what people like the common stereotypes yeah so, so, yeah. so okay. actually what i wanted to ask was so do you actually see what you posted as sort of a satire about uh the state of how people think yeah. about yeah because because I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, sometimes our videos, when we do stuff like uh, about racism, uh, right? Mm-hmm. We do satire yeah. about it. Um, it's like what um, Slavoj Zizek um, asserted, right? You, you have to confront it. and Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we, we make yeah. that same kind of satire. You, do, I you think, sort of like desensitize people to the, to the hate. Yeah, so but remember, so remember Harish... becomes not a thing anymore. Yeah, when, when Harish right. and I had a discussion about... That's like, what happens in the army, right? I mean, but, but just let me finish in terms of like the, the satire that we do yeah. I mean uh, we, we, we think a lot about even the order of which we make a joke like if a Chinese person is saying like a satirical comment about a Bangladeshi person right you know like for some of our racism related mm. videos 
uh, we even think about uh, do people even realize that we're, we're doing it as a, as a, as a satire, satirical piece uh? mm-hmm. so it matters even the order of which uh, we, we say the joke that matters as well are people you know bought into the fact that this is satirical uh? so do you think it would be have been different if let's say you released this post and, and you had a chance to very clearly say that you know what you're trying to achieve is is to, to bring racism to light uh? that means it comes as a companion piece. Uh. Like, like, do you feel like you were shortchanged in the sense that you didn't have a chance to say your piece about it immediately after posting this? Would it matter? Mm, People only respond to what they want to respond to and they don't really care about your rationale. I think, I think it matters in the sense that then you can almost hold these people who continue to vilify you, right? To... To like, okay, guys, you know, I, I clarified, I apologize. And then it kind of puts them in a bad light. Uh. Whereas if you don't clarify it, then it's, they are basing it on the only evidence they have there. And it's harder to kind of tell them to, okay, guys, can you consider this other thing he wrote? Uh? You're not going to capture everyone. And that's just the internet. Like whenever you can eye an arrow, like the latest person, I guess Aziz Ansari with his whole case, you know, the whole debate there that started. So it has caused a whole out- outpouring of hate towards him. But... There's a subset of the group that is considering the, the more deeper implications of the story. Like, but it's always going to be a minority. But at least you hear, you, there's a little bit of clarification there or like just a bit more deeper debate. Like. So, so, you, 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 so you, you don't think it would have met... I mean, you did apologize, right? You did, you did because ap- I did clarify. Like even before I apologized a year yeah. later, yeah. I did clarify on a Medium post. Yeah, and I think I read that post about yeah, like what you said, like bringing bringing these underlying sentiments out to the surface. I and even that's... posted a video that's the voice exact made about racism. So okay, so okay, can you? Nobody cares. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. But that's not that's not a reason why you shouldn't do something per se, right? That because nobody nobody cares. I mean, there are definitely people who read your medium post. I read it. I think I read it even before we invited you to this podcast because I did see the post. I was like, okay, I mean. As much as, yeah, I don't agree with it at all, but it's still something that I agree makes people think about things in a certain way. And I just wish people think about it more deeply. Uh, because like what you're saying about bringing light to light, bringing to the surface sentiments that are already brewing, yeah, you can argue that it's, it's helping us deal with it because rather than have it have this facade of fakeness and all this hate underneath, right, it's better to bring it to the surface, right? But, but in terms of the post itself, like... Uh, you wrote the medium post, but how long after you posted it? Okay, so if I were to ask you, looking back, right, do you, if you had a chance to press post at the time of posting it, would you still post it? Yes. Okay, so, so that means what you're saying is the benefits that came out of it outweigh the, the bad PR. Yeah. I mean, posting, um, but, but is there anything we have, you would have messaged or done differently alongside the post? No, or? Nothing. Nothing, okay. eh? Nothing. Everything will still remain the same. Everything will remain the same. So Exactly the same. So that was in March 2016, right? Yeah. And Kylie, you joined when? August. Also, oh, you joined after that post? Yeah. Because he was looking for a co-founder. Oh, yes, know? correct. Yeah. Yeah. So did that post make you want to join High Blood? No. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on the post? Um, I thought it was really bad PR as being the marketing person uh-huh. in the company this caused a lot of havoc yeah when really, I we, joined we have a company. lot of evidence of PR professionals themselves <laughs> agreeing and even her own as in like 
publicity is Mother. still publicity. no, yeah, yeah, no, you know what I mean. That's yeah, the yeah. bright side of things. You can always look at things in two different ways. But like, I I also didn't agree with the post, honestly. Okay. Yeah. What about it? <laughs> um, I'm guessing you guys have had this debate before, lah, internally. Or is this the first yeah. time you guys are? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so many times. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah. So I would love to hear your thoughts, Kylie. Just, just this to me is just really too vulgar. Like I, I wouldn't be able to have that. I wouldn't say bravery, but that, like the ability to post something like this. Because I know that if, if I, if I let's say I created this, and I was gonna post it, I, I would probably know something bad's gonna really happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as for me, I think I don't really have that. As much of a anti fragility characteristic as Herbert does, mm-hmm. so it just wouldn't. It just doesn't. It's not. Maybe me. you shouldn't call it anti fragility. Maybe you should just very simply call it tolerance. So tolerance. Tolerate a certain level of negativity in response to whatever we do. Okay, but do you think? But. Everyone has different levels of tolerance, lah. Right? What you're saying is everyone should be beyond this certain threshold. Yeah, people should be encouraged to be more tolerant. Okay, of posts like this. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, but but you you were still. Do you have anything else to say? Actually, I I wanted to ask yeah. is so what, like let's say if you know Herbert said he wouldn't do anything differently, yeah. you know, but now you are like a co-founder and everything. Yeah. What would you be telling him about? About if he was about to hit post on this, like what would you say to to him to try and convince him otherwise? Or I think whatever I say wouldn't help, <laughs> but I would just try to warn him, like you know, this is gonna this is gonna take us down a really long road to gain people's trust back. Yeah. Because I think like what our comp because we do verification, right? To me, that that's very that's a very big key component in our company. Like we have to have people's trust and. Mm. Have a good reputation because, like, we're handling sensitive documents and people's information, and like, I think this just kind of like breaks that trust between like us and our potential customer base. So, if at this point in time the post was about to go live, you would still let it go because I wouldn't. I would really fight to the death, but in the end, we both have access to the admin. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's a quite interesting dynamic. So you guys do disagree on on a lot of like. Uh, yeah, I mean, you do marketing, but I mean, I would argue that this is sort this of is your like, domain. This is your domain. Yeah, yeah no, but this is before. Yeah, like, correct, yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah, I joined. So. But Herbert, you would you um? I mean, I'm just trying to understand how the dynamic would work between the two of you. Like, would you take into account I, what I, she's saying? Or? Yeah, I I didn't do my second sensational project, which is to. Have a nude exhibition. I kind of stopped him from doing that. But wasn't okay. that also because no one sent nudes, or did people send nudes? Yeah, we had a few. Okay, so just <laughs> just to refresh my memory and correct me if I'm wrong, this was to commemorate the launch of your app, right? Yeah. Where you where you ask people to send you nudes yeah. because you wanted to do a nude exhibition, like the one that was done in New York. What was the one done in New York? Uh, the, origi- the original mm. one was this uh, artist. Okay. He got people to send nudes on Instagram. Yeah. Or not Instagram, it's Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah. And people did. But what was the point of the exhibition? 
as in what was what, you know like these exhibitions always have a certain they want to explore the human body yeah, in yeah, its, yeah, yeah. so was it something along those lines he wanted to to create a characterization of how modern media is being used these days okay and the media that he wanted to bring into the spotlight was snapchat okay so what was your like two line summary of your exhibition my exhibition was to create a parallel between uh, revealing your vulnerabilities okay and it's kind of like revealing your new body right revealing okay revealing your vulnerabilities but in the art form or to market high blood uh, to market high blood so yeah so I, I'm, I, what, what's the link between your vulnerabilities and high blood what's yeah um, high blood is about revealing your vulnerabilities right to expose to from the outset say that this is how much I earn okay. this is what school I come from mm-hmm. it makes me a real person okay this um there will be so the, the vulnerabilities get exposed in a way such that the person knows quite tangibly um, things about you Okay. That would that they will never find out in other. So how come apps. you didn't crowdsource like people's certificates and job employer hire letters? Because that's also essentially. Yeah, but that wouldn't have the visual impact and mm-hmm. appeal that a new exhibition would have. So that means there is a part of your marketing thought process that what can I do most to push it, the yeah. push and get the most views? Like and it has to be something different. Something different. So what was that like? You you said you stopped him from doing that. Yeah. But how many nudes did you get? How many nudes? How, how many uh, nudes? Three. 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 So okay. what was your benchmark to, like how many nudes would you have had to carry on the exhibition? Uh, I think 40. Yes. 40. And you already had a place and to do it. We, we could get a place quite cheaply. What's yeah. the regulations behind that? Because I know in Singapore art, you can't show genitalia or nipples or something. We cleared that already. So you can show nipples and genitalia? Uh, as long as you get a license for it, I suppose, right? Like you don't even have to get a license if it's a private showing. Oh, okay. Private oh, it's a private showing. showing. Okay. I see. Okay. Yeah, but I was intending to make it public, uh-huh. so eventually we'll get that license from the the right authorities. So that means, mm. like, what you're saying, okay? Like, you... I, I even asked Minister Graceful about her thoughts on this. And what did she say? She said it's okay. Uh, to market the high blood app also. Yeah. Did you ask her what her the thoughts are on the news hype? exhibition? Are, are not not really a a new thing in Singapore. They have been new. Oh yeah, yeah, correct, correct. But because those new exhibitions for art, to me, is still different, like a mm. marketing PR event, mm, That's why you have to get the clearance from. So did you ask Grace Fu about her thoughts on high blood? No. No. Does she know about the app? Mm, no. Also, when you were talking to her, it was just about the exhibition, la. Yeah. I see. Okay, so that means like when you say you when you want to do something, so your approach, correct me if I'm wrong, is okay. We want to do this marketing thing, and it almost seems like Herbert is this layer that comes above and like, okay, what can we do to really get yeah. views? Yeah, so, so he's the one with the crazy ideas, okay. like always pushing the limits. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, it's just good to have la. So are you aware of the whole Logan Paul controversy recently? Yeah. No. I no. Haven't. Okay. I, I've been. Um, so basically, to I've been living under a rock for for the last one month. To we'll get to that later. <laughs> to, 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 yeah, I am. But before I get there, so to summarize, Logan Paul is one of the. He was a huge Viner, and now he's one of the fastest growing channels on Viner, YouTube. Viner's dead. Yeah. So once Vine did, yeah. there were a lot of Viners to, okay. uh, to YouTube. So he's got like 15 million subscribers. He does daily vlogs. He's been doing it for the past 460 days. 
He's been growing super fast, fastest channel to ever reach 10 million subscribers. And on January 1st or December 31st, 2017, he went to Japan and he did his vlog, which was like 15 minutes long. And in the thumbnail, uh, he had a picture of him with a dead body hanging in the background. You know the Japanese suicide forest? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what happened was he was traveling with his friends. They wanted to kind of camp in the forest to explore the ghostly paranormal aspects of it. And when they were walking around in the day, they chanced upon a body. So he said up front, oh, there's a dead body. And oh my God, I'm freaking out. But what they did after that was they went close up to the body. They zoomed in on the guy's hands. They looked at his pocket. They said his bag is there. This just happened. And they, they were like, oh my God, this is, this is ridiculous. They started joking about it. And at the end, they wrapped it up by saying they still kept it in to raise awareness for mental illness. So when he posted that, it got a huge backlash. I think more so than any YouTuber has ever received. With the argument being like, where does it end? Like, in this goal to get more views, right? How, how much, what are you doing? Because it t- totally disrespected the body and the, and the people's family. Like. So I think that covers the whole thing. And now he has stopped vlogging and it has affected his relationship with YouTube and a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's generated a huge amount of conversation online. Like. But what, just from hearing that, right? What are your thoughts on what he did? He got a lot of views, uh. He got 7 million views before he brought down the video. He posted a one-minute apology video, one and a half minute that, got, that right now maybe 45 million views. And his channel didn't take a hit. Like. It in fact had the biggest growth rate on those few days for, compared to the past few months. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what do you think of it? Actually, you, I you didn't know. manage to see the whole video. So when you mentioned the zooming in onto his yeah. hands and there's stuff, a live I, leak video I didn't, I didn't see that actually I only managed to see the part where he was like oh my god talking about it there's a dead body and stuff like that I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with doing that okay at all and Kylie? Uh, I, I think <laughs> the, the bar really stops for me what do you mean the bar really stops? Uh, the limit the threshold so you got no bar la. Something, something that that I would never do yeah, where, where's the bar for you? Pedophilia. <laughs> but everything else is fine. E- everything else that I can imagine is fine. So that means when you say the the bar that is that means nothing even related to pedophilia for you pedophilia is off limits. But let's say other controversial topics like rape, yeah, you I might consider. Might <laughs> consider, yeah. Okay. So so so, so just so Kylie can finish. Obviously, I'm not advocating rape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something that I might bring up in. I mean, yeah, even the world's best mind. stand-up comedians, they talk about rape, but they do it in a very skillful way that kind of talks about the issue rather than the victims, like, which I'm totally fine with. Uh, but just to finish Kylie's thought on the whole <laughs> Logan Paul thing. So just to give you context, if you Google live leak, you can watch the whole video. We're not going to pull it up okay, here because yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, just, it's fucked up like, in, in my, yeah. my opinion mm-hmm. and Terence's opinion as well. So what they did, they zoomed in on the fingers and I think it was bluish oh my god and they didn't they, they blurred out the face in the video yeah but they, they did. put the body in the thumbnail and oh no I didn't see that also yeah and he started the video almost saying that this is this is probably a first on YouTube because no one has ever done this yeah. almost kind of proudly stating proudly it proudly stating yeah yeah and then at the end he said okay this is for awareness for mental illness uh. so it was just a very mm. I just think like the whole the whole thing was actually quite dumb Mm-hmm. Like to have planned a video in the suicide forest, mm-hmm. like and something that was so comical, was just not the right context. But I just feel, yeah, that that was a very bad move on him. Mm-hmm. But but it worked, right? See, we're talking about it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's why that's why I, I wanted to get your views because I don't, I I still don't think he should have done it. So yeah, and I and I but I don't believe that he deserves that kind of so bad hate, mm-hmm. you know. And I think maybe he like. 
I don't know Maybe he wasn't really thinking straight Like when he saw the body And like In front of, And having a camera pointed at him mm-hmm. Not Normally sh- the bodies would be removed yeah, so it j- it, it was a fresh. It was a fresh. Yeah, and yeah. Was, they were reporting it, it when they timing. filmed it on camera. Yeah, it's an opportunity not to be missed. <laughs> so, so for you, philosophically, I would have done it. You would have done it. I've done exactly what it done. I see. So, so that's why I'm. I'm. So a few things you all have said is that you you feel that that one post that you all are famous for, uh, amongst other things, does not stand for what you guys believe in. But right now, hearing you guys, you guys kind of stand for different things. Am I right to say that? We are like the yin and yang. Yin and yang. <laughs> so when the yin and yang, I mean, it's a balance. But let's say if you guys, so even in that instance, you guys are reacting to it very differently, like, yeah. which I find very interesting. Like. I just just um, stepping away from the philosophy of it, right? Yeah. How how much of what you're saying about what the app is supposed to do, how much of that applies for yourselves in your dating lives, like? When you go on a date or whatever, right? The first questions you ask, really like, oh, what's your income? What's your profession? And what school do you go to? Okay, good. Now we're done. Let's yeah. let's have dinner. <laughs> Is it does it apply like that in your yeah, real I life? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't ask income, but I'll ask everything else. Okay, why why wouldn't me, you ask income? For for me, it's like I'm very, I'm I understand the sensitivity uh-huh. to some people. So like on a first date, I guess I wouldn't spark that kind of. Like I don't want anything bad to happen. I just want this first date to go well, I guess, right? Yeah. So I wouldn't like bring out any controversy. Like that's me, at least. If it continues to progress, then maybe I'll like you'll you'll start to know, and then you can ask once you're comfortable with the person. Like yeah, that's that's okay. me. Okay, okay, but then so let's say it's uh, I'm assuming let's say you like the person, right? Mm-hmm. And everything's great, second date, and then suddenly it comes out his income and mm-hmm. it's below much. Mm-hmm. Below what you expected mm-hmm. Is that immediate no for you then? No it isn't No it's not Yeah okay. I never considered income as a barrier But right. yet you're involved in an app that Puts allows income as a priority for as in, It's as not We didn't put it as a priority It's not It's, not, it's we a filter, filter like We didn't even filter. expect people to To validate their income so I mean I tried to download the app and play around with it, but I I realized I need to get verified and no you don't no as in I like there's a process that I can't just get in unless I pay like, right there might be a chance I might not get in right but you don't have to verify your account. oh correct correct don't have to verify but I still need to get that whole three out of five right yeah yeah so so that's why like any other dating app I can just go in and and, yeah. and log in so that's why I haven't used the interface yet mm-hmm. so when you're searching for someone do you have to ent- enter a salary criteria or you can just put like I don't you don't even have to have any criteria you can just like it's just I guess Tinder mm-hmm. yeah only yeah. when you want to start inputting the filters that you want mm-hmm. it's, it's to automate can, the filtering yeah. process okay mm. it's to use high blood as a tool to automate what you already would filter out if you did it manually yourself. Okay. So then, if, like, if there... So, so my thinking is, okay, income is a thing. Singaporeans, right? Mm-hmm. Income is a thing. It's a concern. It's a, a real thing. Mm-hmm. They have that concern. So if they would have that concern, why not put it out there in front? So why, why waste time? So it's like startup thinking, right? If, if a startup is going to fail, let it fail faster. Then you okay. perform your life, right? But like your marketing co-founder just said that for her salary is not a not a 
Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't use that yeah. filter, but other people who have that in a priority yeah. can use that filter if they want to. But I don't have to use it. Oh, so it's, it's something there. You can yeah, correct. On. You can switch oh. off and on all the, the, the filters. The motivation that we have. for okay. income to be there in the first place. Yeah. Was not because um, income is like, is like going to be the thing that I cannot do without. Okay. But it's there because it's an objective measure. Oh. Everybody recognizes one thousand US dollars to be yeah. the same, no matter where you go in the world. Yeah. So it's an objective measure of what a person's character or. It's an objective world? measure of a person's identity because when you verify your income, yeah, it's using uh, it's like a, a mediation layer. It's like uh, it's like you you don't think about income, but you think about the verification verification process. The person has to submit his. Uh, national identity card. Okay. In in the US, it's his social security pass. Yeah. And then he has to juxtapose that against his salary salary slip. Okay. So we use this as double factor authentication. Yeah. To verify his identity. So it's all about identity. It's not really about what he the earns. characteristic. But we do yeah. understand that in Asian culture and society, uh, how much you earn, is a concern and it reflects. Uh, somebody to a certain point to a certain okay. level okay so I mean I, I also believe that uh, like if you just throw finances to the wind and don't think about finance and do what you love yeah I, I don't prescribe to that because I think in this world you if you don't cover yourself financially you're going to be a burden to other people Correct. but would you say that for you for both of you like to what extent does the does characteristics like this, which are you can say, a bit more quantitative and material, almost define a person's character? No, we're so not you don't realistic at all. That's why we always say that you you get these superficial things out of the way so that we can concentrate on the things that matter, like chemistry. But then by getting that out of the way, you might be writing off some people who might not meet your. Yeah, you might. So then that kind of contradicts. But what you're you really just writing said, them right? off on a dating app in other dating apps anyway. So. How do you know that? Because technically, let's say if I were to meet this girl on this one app and let's say she's unemployed right now. So her salary or she's unemployed for, the, for one year and I meet her through a dating app and I'm like, oh my God, I'm in love. I would not have met her on this dating app, assuming we're all on the same apps. Uh, and I would have missed an opportunity for the love of my life you through might, your you app. Might. That's a yeah. conscious decision that you have to be aware of when you use high blood. So yeah. to remove that filter is actually just removing the filter. Yeah. So yeah. we design so high blood so that your filters are not permanent. Okay. They can be adjusted or even taken out completely. So then who is so the if you, if you don't want to have an income filter, yeah. don't have it. So then who is the high blood app targeting? Like in terms of the whole slew of dating apps out there, you know, you can you can argue like Pakto is more local, Tinder is more it started off more expat driven and now so like is there a certain demographic that high blood is targeting? Yeah, generation Z. But Generation Z also, I'm, I myself am not really sure what Generation Z entails are because you're it's gen, such. A, you're probably Gen Y. Gen no, Y? You're Gen X. So what's Gen Z? But the youngest in Gen X. Youngest in Gen X. Okay, so then what's Gen Z? Gen Z is Kylie's generation. She's actually um, the oldest in Gen Z. Okay, so what. According de- to the classification. What defines Gen Z? Hmm. If you're the oldest and you're still studying. 97 onwards. Born in 97 onwards. Yeah. Eh. But then, born in 97 onwards, 27, how many of those people already are working full-time? Oh, yeah. So, uh, we don't... We begin 
like like uh the, the philosophy is um any social app that succeeds tends to begin with a college going population. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Facebook and, and Snapchat. Yeah. Okay. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I kind of understand what you mean, like who we're targeting, mm, right? But what's so the ideal? Like, I don't think we had anyone in specific that we were really targeting. I think we just really wanted to bring about something that we felt that was missing from the dating app world because like currently the dating... Yeah, but it's not missing from elite dating apps like yeah. Lexi and all those. It's not but, missing. But we're not an app for you to find your sugar daddy or sugar mama. Yeah, we okay. don't want that verification... And like um, the problem of safety to be only limited to like exclusive apps like Luxy where you can have your sugar mommy, sugar daddy or whatever. And like we didn't want it to be also limited to only dating agencies because yeah. dating agencies, oh my God, you have to go in, you have to sign a form, you have to answer so many questions. And we didn't want like that long, tedious motion. We wanted, you know, quick, simple, like having that swipe. So like having, being able to verify your objective credentials online is very easy, very quick, and it's also like, it promotes safety lah. For me, it's like a huge thing. If I meet someone online, I really want to know that they're not lying to me about who they say they are. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was like what we were trying to go for, mm-hmm. like promoting that, the authenticity, like I want to know who you are yeah. and like, don't lie to me about it because like you know I'm trying to find a relationship here or something like that yeah because mm-hmm. like the number one thing in relationships is like what holds it together is honesty mm-hmm. right if you're not honest with each other then how do you proceed on from there to have like a life together mm-hmm. so I think we were, we were trying to like quicken the process because we felt especially Herbert since he's such a frequent user of like dating apps yeah. he felt that he was wasting a lot of his time with girls who would like lie to him about who they were or like they don't meet him when they set up a date you know they st- stand him up and stuff like that and like it's very time consuming like mm-hmm. being in that position where you're really trying to like look for someone to really connect with and not being able to do so yeah okay so I think I mean just looking at the the belief of your app, I'm I think actually giving people choice is not not a problem for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you think about the application of a credit card, right? When I first started working, I couldn't apply for a credit card because I didn't meet the benchmark of salary. Mm-hmm. So in some way, these sort of criteria, you want to entry a country club, you want to do this. There's already benchmarks out there. Uh, I think my issue is the marketing aspect of it, yeah. And I'm not and like to be honest, even that that one ad, and uh, I totally don't agree with. So. But then now what you're saying is that I guess even between the two of you, for you, no PR is bad PR, right? Yes. For <laughs> That's him. Beautiful. <laughs> and for you, I guess it's maybe a bit more measured. Maybe, uh, I wouldn't say Calibrated. Measured. Calibrated. I, I, I think she takes into account what, what people's impressions yeah. would, would be. Yeah. yeah. So then let's say if... But, if I, I, will, but I will want to confront those impressions. Yeah. Okay confront those impressions and because it gets you more eyeballs or because you 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 think that's the way we should all deal with those kind of things that's the way we should all deal with these kind of things to think about it deeply okay so then maybe it is worth I mean because when you're saying you're thinking issues normally uh, affect people from a whole bunch of different demographics and I do think everyone should think about it more deeply but 
going back to the example of of let's say the ad like, because that's the only quantifiable thing or one of the few quantifiable things we have as a as a anchor if you were to talk to maids and banglas right how you think they would react condemn me be really angry with me do you think that's justified yeah it's justified so then how does that help them get stronger because what you're saying is it's important that everyone confront these issues right to get to, so that everyone gets stronger yeah it would because um, society has this impression of, of you so you, you're saying from their perspective it would help them get stronger by having that ad out uh yeah, and yeah, it's better to confront the reality that this exists and is being exerted on you by society, even though nobody says it. But don't you think that can be harmful as well? I mean, that's in some way when people... Why would it be harmful to confront, confront a reality that exists? Because it kind of reinforces a belief that only maybe a subset of people have and if you're assuming that is what society has on you, right? That can be dangerous, right? Mm, yes, it, it would. So if that but can be... Then I would encourage you to be discerning enough to know that there are people in this society that don't think like, like what some people think. True, but that is the issue with like discrimination in general, right? Like the belief of a few uh, sometimes can be extrapolated to be the belief of society, like. And the target of that, those beliefs can sometimes think, whether justified or not, that everyone hates them when it's only a subset. Like, which is the problem with the internet, like, you know? Like, most of the vitriol online is done. I don't know whether there's any research to back this, but I'm guessing it's not the majority of the internet. Yeah. But it almost, the volume makes it seem like it's the majority. So if you're saying that apps like this and posts like that help the people who are targeted explicitly in those, ad, in those ads become stronger, right? Yeah, it helps you get desensitized. Why not? It helps you get desensitized. So have you been in a situation where you were the one being targeted by a belief that might be representative of what society thinks and you felt it made you stronger? Uh, you mean what people think of me? Or like, let's say, because, okay, the Banglas and mates, given, okay, Banglas is definitely a race. Mates come from a whole bunch of no, different no, no, races. I, I wasn't referring to Banglas. I was trying to tell people that I'm referring to a... Uh, not not really psychographic either, but the occupation. The occupation like, of like being the a main bangla? concern that girls tell me, like, you know, Singaporean working girls, their, their main concern with dating at this banglas, do I want to see banglas? I don't want to see banglas. But banglas, like you just said, you have a friend with a bangla. Bangladeshi. Yeah, but he's not. <laughs> but a bangla, a bangla is colloquial for someone who's from Bangladesh. Yeah. It's just no, in no, Singapore. No, it's not. no, that's in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, okay. If you go to anywhere, yeah, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is It is not a derogatory thing. In Singapore, mm, it has it, become it derogatory become because derogatory. they are associated with a job that is, I guess, not the most coveted. Like. Enviable. Yeah. Enviable. Yeah. But even within them, there are construction workers from a whole bunch of different countries, not just Bangladesh. So, by you equating Bangla with a a job that is not coveted already fundamentally there's an error there right so do, do you do you agree with me there yeah so is that something that but you just said that even if you could post it now it's not something you would change would you change that would not change that even though you know that it's inaccurate there, but the impression holds for a lot more people so you're saying that these kind of things put out as... How do, you, how do you expect someone to understand what a bangla means? 
But isn't that part of educating the people about beliefs that don't make sense anymore? Yeah, so they confront it, and then so this day is who? This day is who? It's not true. This this day is the the Banglas themselves or the people who don't want to see Banglas on apps. The people who don't want to see Banglas. But if you are not correcting them and you are reinforcing their belief, isn't that contributing to the problem? Because if if you had put an asterisk and an asterisk at the bottom. Banglas, we are referring to the profession of construction workers, a, a large subset, sub, uh, subset of which are made by Bangladeshis. I'll be okay with that. But then you, you yourself said that you are going for a profession and you knowingly know that not all construction workers are Banglas and Banglas is not a profession and yet you still would not correct it if you had a chance to post it now. But the Medium Post corrected it, so... Correct, but now I'm asking you if you had a chance to go back in time, or let's say you, yeah, go back in time with this knowledge that Banglas are not equals to to construction workers, you wouldn't change it. No. So it almost seems like you you want to put that post there to get the publicity, and then yet have this post to clear your name on Medium. Yeah. So is that your approach for most things? Almost. I want to deal with the impression, the impression that people have about of what. Of what they accept and what they do not accept. Okay, but how are you dealing with it by reinforcing one of the beliefs? You're not you're not giving them a balanced uh, uh, education. One. In fact, if you're asking them, you want to, you want to, you want them to confront their impression. All you're doing is you're reinforcing their impression. Does it reinforce that impression? Because, like you said, from your market research and or whatever uh, anecdotal info you have, people don't want to see Banglas on apps. Right, and what you also said is that because there's a certain uh, stereotype that the term Banglas implies, lah, which is inaccurate if it's just tagged to a certain profession, lah. But if you're using that in your marketing, then you are reinforcing their impression, lah, because you're almost catering to their their desire to not have these Banglas, whoever they refer to on the app. So how is that helping solve the problem in any way? Or helping them confront the issue, be it the people who don't want to see Banglas or the Banglas themselves. That goes back to what Zizek said about combating racism, right? Yeah, but racism, there's always uh, the people being racist and the people being uh, it, racist too. It works too, the same la. way for any kind of discrimination, right? Yeah. On so this what has, correct. So, so has there been an example where you were discriminated against, where... Uh, you were you had to confront the reality of the discrimination, whether justified or not, and that made you stronger. Because I'm just trying to put yourself in the shoes of a Bangla right now, lah. Uh, I had to confront with uh, ostracization. Based on. Based on my experience that I had in school. But what were they ostracizing you for? For thinking differently, for being really open about trying to form a good group and get good grades. That's all I care about. Correct, but that is based on actions, right? Rather than a quality that you're born with. Because if you have uh, an opinion that I disagree with and I choose to ignore you, I think yeah, that's just Bangla didn't mean uh, something that you could not control. Bangla meant an occupation. Yeah, but that's based on whose definition? Based on our definition? Yeah, no, don't put me inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very important thing. I totally thing, understand no? him. My yeah, definition. he's right. But yeah, if you have a definition that by most accounts is incorrect and it yeah, can't be anchored yeah. in anything quantifiable. Yeah, so but then, people's impression of Bangla... What's construction worker? And who are these people? Uh, Everyone? Singapore society. Everyone? I'm part of Singapore society. You're like uh, making a statement that you believe Chinese that people... Chinese working girls? 
Chinese working girls. But that's, on, no, that's Chinese, only also a subset of society. It's not, you may not know whether it's the majority of society. Like, you get it? Like, you're saying you're making a statement or you're proposing a belief, a stereotype that you believe that society holds, which may or may not, yes, but you don't have anything to back that up except your own experience. So it means that you actually inherently believe also that that stereotype takes place. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, and and you can take your time to think because again, we don't want to we don't want yeah. uh, yeah, a conversation where we are. Like, that that could be true if I was a girl. Why would I date Bangla? Whoa, why <laughs> would you date a Bangla? I mean, so your the Bangla in your statement refers to the profession or the ethnicity? The profession. But the Bangla is not a profession. Yeah, and you we understand. Need to you have to. That. You have. To, you are saying like, okay, I wouldn't date a construction worker. Yeah, but definition not, doesn't uh, really matter. It for does. The girl. Of course, it, it does. does. It, it's, it's like how like her. So then why not? Why not use the term construction worker? You can use. You can ask the same question. We don't call them con- construction worker, right? You do. What? You do. It's but in a colloquial way, you don't. Because Bangladesh is derogatory. Yeah, in which in your it's supposed to be, or at least Derog- you're supposed to be trying to counteract that, well, Derogatory in the sense that you're you're tying an, a whole race, race and ethnicity to a certain profession. So I would say it's derogatory to Banglas that you tie them to a profession. I have friends, uh, Bangladeshi friends who went to Ivy League schools and all that. Kylie has a friend in uni yep. who's Bangla. So you can ask the same question. Why, if you were a girl, why would you want to date a construction worker? And that's a, to me, that's a totally justified question. Yeah. Because people choose to be construction workers. People don't choose to be Banglas. Or people don't choose to be Indians. La. So if... If you, you if you had to ask the same question again, would you still say Banglas or construction worker? I'll probably put a note because it's a Facebook post, right? Yeah. So in the comments, we'll clarify that it's a it's referring to the derogatory uh, meaning of bang. What it what it refers to? Based on whose definition? Yours. Based on. Yeah, my definition and a lot of people's definition. But these a lot of people's uh, who is it a majority minority? Like what what measure of these people do you have? Because by your rationale, I can post something saying that so and so like a public figure is a chibai face cunt. Then I put a star chibai face cunt in my definition is a person who is friendly in nature but holds differing opinions because that's my definition and I, and I have at least 10 friends who feel the same way so do you think I can say that? yeah you think I can say that? do you Kylie do you think I can say that? no <laughs> so I'm just trying to understand stand why, why your, can you say that? Your, your rationale behind it okay so even Chibai face can't is a term if I say this guy's an annoying chink or annoying Chinese person or something like that and my definition of a Chinese is that an asshole who deals in drugs. <laughs> so, how do you think that would f- uh, work in social media? Like, and, and if I get backlash, is it justified? Because to me, Chinese people are drug dealers. La. To me, Chinese. You, you could. I could? Yeah. And so, I could. I could, yeah. People can do anything. But if I get a ton of backlash and hate, right? Do you think is the that more... Is justified? Yes. Yeah. Also, yes. So, 
Am I right to say that there's a lot of things you do which you know will get backlash, but it's almost a thrill for you to get the backlash because it fulfills this ulterior motive of maybe getting PR or something? Hmm. You can take your time to think, no rush. The point wasn't to get PR, the point was to get society to think about things in a more deep way. Do you think it did that job? It, it fulfilled that objective? Maybe it would not be so apparent immediately. But there would be other things that would that would that would that would be part of my orchestration to come later to get people to move in that direction. Okay. So, so, so you so think like the medium posts and but you think your Facebook post kind of laid the groundwork for and the apology and and other things that we do in future with regards to identity verification okay I mean to me identity, identity verification is a step that I think makes a lot of sense and I use dating apps and I also see a lot of bots and I will willingly admit that I have in the past gotten excited when I, by chatting to a fucking bot lah I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> so I appreciate what you guys are trying to do. It's just the approach. I mean, even the approach, it's just that uh, there's some inconsistencies with what you're saying. Like, so I'm just trying to clarify that. Because... Uh, you're not the first person to say that I'm a walking contradiction, so... So do you wear that as a badge of honor almost? Not really. It's, it's just I happen to think in very counterintuitive ways. Correct. And I think you, you, everyone's free to think of any issue in any way they want. Counterintuitive or not. But it's almost when you say one thing and then in the next statement, it's a bit a bit like contradicting that. And then you're also basing a lot of things on your own beliefs and assuming that other people share the beliefs, which is where I'm, uh, I'm just trying to find out more about. Uh, and, and, and I guess it's one of those things that if you say you are a walking contradiction, is that meant to absolve you of... No. No. I'm, I'm, like I said, it's justified for people to take offense or to think that I'm wrong. Okay. It doesn't absolve me of any blame. Okay. And I will apologize for that. But you still do it again? But I might put that asterisk that you, you mentioned. So that means your opinion has changed over the course of like this, this deliberation, yes. Okay, that's good to hear. I, and, I, and I really appreciate it, which is the point of this podcast, uh, to kind of share opinions and not just say oh you're a fucking asshole for doing this because I do think that these sort of conversations need to happen more and the reason why we want to talk to you is to understand where you are coming from because like what you said about the philosopher I've never heard a philosopher philosopher before uh, and yeah he has certain points there but I also feel that for people targeting racism not everyone is coming at a different angle there are people who are the racist and the people who are being racist too so racists never think of themselves as racist no, I'm pretty sure there are some, I, I know of some who willingly admit they're racist. Yeah, oh, really? yeah I yeah. also have friends okay. who are willingly admitting that they're yeah, racist. Yeah, like even yeah. older relatives who say, yeah, I'm racist, yeah. but... Too bad. Yeah, yeah too bad. That's <laughs> my point of view, I don't want. Or like, you know, I'm racist. <laughs> yeah, and to them it's almost like a freedom like that. If you can choose people based on how they treat you, they can choose people on how they look. So I think, I would say... Was, these tend to be older people in my, mm-hmm. in my circles. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sure there are younger people out there. I haven't met many of those. Or at least not maybe willing to admit. Yeah. <laughs> so then for you to... So even like when it's clear that you guys have kind of different thoughts on these kind of things, what made you still join the app? I think that... I think... 
I think what's missing is like he has this fire, right? Which is can be channeled into a positive way. It's just that it hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I think that that fire is really important, especially in someone who wants to be like an entrepreneur yeah. or like someone who, you know, wants to create something sensational, something big, you know, the next big thing. And I think that's what Herbert has, uh, that characteristic trait that's not found in like a lot of people that, you know, so I think a lot, because like a lot of people in business, we they always go like the traditional route, mm-hmm. I think. Like it always has to be like this business model, this business plan, uh, you have to cater to what society, whatever society wants. You can't be counterintuitive, like mm-hmm. that template basically. And like for me, it was to see Herbert's characteristic like this. Like it's really unusual, and I think that this, I think it's a good trait to have. It's mm-hmm. just that it can obviously be managed properly and like be put into a better way you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah so I think working with him gave me a lot of insight a lot I learned a lot and I tend to see and I get to see things from another point of view that I don't usually get to if like I stick around with like people who are similar to me Mm -hmm. yeah so I thought this was like a very just really good experience for me yeah to like be able to work with someone who's so different mm-hmm. yeah and being willing to take that step that usually we won't like people normal people won't be able to like yeah. me I would not be able to yeah well, I think I respect a lot that that you know you're very open-minded about hearing his opinions and, and this and being able to disagree with him on the spot like, I think that's yeah and still so fundamentally agree on on yeah. things like and I mean I mean also to Herbert about you know I, I see you're a person who also can when you hear evidence or a logical argument, you also yeah, are willing to change your mind, now, which yeah. is which mm-hmm. is something that is lacking a lot in a, a lot of debates online, uh, so yeah. to speak. So that I, I guess that's why, you know, hearing you say even just saying that you you would put an asterisk is is quite an interesting thing today uh, for us to hear. So then, like, how how did the other interviews go that you guys had? I think a lot of the other interviews when like they always had an agenda. Yeah. They always wanted to make the most out of it. So they were always like They want to hear the story they want to hear so that they yeah. can exploit it for century then sensationalism and then for us for having that motive of sensationalizing things in the first place. Yeah. Because I mean I, I did read some of the uh, interviews and I also felt that it was very one-sided. Hypocrisy, yes. right? Yeah. I think I think there was one article that I came across. I don't know if there's more but at the one on E27 which I was telling you about before we started but the podcast. Also one of better articles. Yeah, at least at least he kind of played devil's advocate uh, and just talked compared it to other apps out there that are so-called elitist apps. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was yeah, but the difference is that we are not sure that they should come up. Yeah, correct, correct. So I think yeah, I mean there, there are even worse websites out there. Like Ashley Medicine, I think is a piece yes. of shit. Uh, but basically, what what I appreciate about the article is that he phrased it in a way that by the end of it, I was thinking about stuff like. Whereas the other articles, like I think CNBC and all that, were just like yeah, it's almost like they put you up on a stake, and the interview was just to yes, stab you with correct, stuff. Like. Yeah. So so how would did you expect the interviews to go that way or yeah. yeah. You, you kind of expect yeah. it. So you went in already. Did they send you the questions beforehand? No. So then what did they well, tell we you? We kind of knew what they would ask. 
come on. <laughs> so how like when they approach you for those interviews, right? How did they how did they approach you guys and what what did they say the context Actually, was we, gonna be? We kinda did explain ourselves like what we're doing now, right? But, but whatever they don't, they, fuck, they don't give yeah, they just don't write they, they don't write it on the article. They, they just they take certain words that we say yeah. and write those that favor what kind of agenda they want yeah. to be on the article. Yeah. Which is yeah, which is something which is why we also wanted to talk to you guys like because um, yeah, that's that's the issue with a lot of these media outlets. Because I mean, we've been on interviews. Some some a lot more authentic, but somewhere yeah. it's just want to talk about racism. Then they ask all these stupid questions that just scratch the surface and don't really mean anything. Yeah, I think like a lot of media outlets, like they don't want to really maybe put our point of view because like it's not I don't know, it's too correct. sensitive. Yeah, it's not politically correct. It's too sensitive a topic, mm. or like you know they just. Won't, Let's follow the majority crowd. Like they don't get in trouble. Yeah, they don't, don't be... get in trouble. Yeah, and yeah. and that's where I agree with you guys Touch. that part of coming, uh, dealing with issues like this is confronting it, la. It's just I guess where we differ is how we confront it. Yeah, correct. But I still think yeah, it's is if it causes debate and causes people to change their perceptions, yeah, that there's some merit to to be to be taken out of that, la. Mm. Um, but was there any interview or any any? Uh, in th- aside from E27 that you felt gave you guys a bit more try to understand where you guys were coming from more uh, the pop spoken article pop spoken I that see that was later syndicated on U- on Yahoo News okay and and what was there what was, I don't think I read that but what was there he, he tried to bring out my personal story of being catfish mm-hmm. so that was the most the, the most differing aspect of that article are you willing to share that story here? Yeah, I got catfish. So what, what does catfish mean? Uh, catfish I mean? means... Uh, oh, this is a fish, but it's actually a, a cat mm. in disguise. So like basically a, a fake, fake profile. profile. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so like someone who's saying that they are this person, but they turn out to be another one. Like, you know, mm. those internet scams where it's yeah. like, I'm a girl, but actually yeah. I'm an old man sitting behind a computer. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that's being catfish. Even that okay. is not really the worst thing. Yeah. Okay. You know what's worse than that? What? Girls that um, talk to you and talk to you for a very long time, uh-huh. but they will never meet you. Oh yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I feel your pain. I've had experience. They'll tell you. They'll tell you. Yeah. Pre-dating apps, bro. Pre-dating apps also got. They'll tell you. They'll get into a strangership with you. A stranger Into a very intimate Strangership with you Uh huh Strangership Yeah I call yeah. it a strangership Okay Because they'll tell you things They'll never tell their Closest ones Oh so it's almost like An outlet for their Deepest darkest secrets Yeah yeah, yeah. Because it's consequenceless Right Yeah Yeah, But they, I mean They have their profile there, Or you mean it's somewhat Anonymous uh? as um, No as in They don't bring it It doesn't necessarily further. Have to be anonymous But yeah. anonymity would um, Help Help Alleviate the 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 restraint you have yeah. to tell someone your personal secrets. That like, was the whole point of Fats Up, actually. Yeah. My, my first app. Your first app, okay. Which has now evolved into... So I guess... Uh, it's I went the opposite direction with High Blood. But so, in some way, it's still tied together the yeah, verification of identity. It reconciles. Yeah. So I mean, going back to the catfish story, like what... what but we are not anonymous anymore. We are full identity. Yeah, full identity. Yeah. So going Real back... Real identity that is sacrosanct and... Verify la. and verify. Okay, so would you would you say it was ex- so it was experiences like that that kind of it gave you the seed to create an app like High Blood, la, right? Yes. So the the catfish thing, like 
what, 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 like, are you able to share what exactly happened? I did know two cases. Uh-huh. I think first catfish. Uh, maybe my mind blocks out the memory because it's not something I want. I would like to remember. Okay, then that's fine. There was one. Um. Hmm. Am I defaming somebody here? You don't 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 have the name. <laughs> don't have the name. Mention name. Don't have the name. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he did reveal later on that he was the. Administrator of NTU Confessions, which was a confession site that I had a lot of drama with. Oh, like even during my time in Fess Up. So he tried to catfish you to. This was after High Blood? Before, before High Blood. Okay. So, so catfish, and oh, it doesn't mean. I, I, think, I think some people, it might be him, might not be him, also sent Kylie a message dissuading her from working with me, but. So that's all her friends. So it's not just about dating. It's it can be just anybody masquerading as somebody else yeah. <clears throat> and then talking to you. Yeah. It doesn't it's not about oh wanting to date you or anything like that. It can just be I'm yeah, a I guy so. pretending to be a girl and uh, and, and Or like and even that. a girl who's saying she's no, a girl no, and not saying who they th- are. This okay. this particular person just wants to destroy me because I'm I think he's talking about the term catfish. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> okay, no, because you say you block out the experience, all that. But uh, so it can even be like I I pretend to be someone else and I call Harish and I, hey I'm I'm your mum and all that. So that's also you you're saying that that was like a big motivation for for your experience. Essentially, masquerading as yeah. someone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, because that experience has serious consequences later on in how I'm willing to trust someone online mm. and just already had an impact. On, on, on someone that I know online right now. Okay, yeah. so that means it was a pretty traumatic experience for you, lah. So I want to remove that from anyone's experience in I online see. dating. Okay, see why that's that's why, respectable. Why, why that's is respectable. that a bad thing? No, I I don't I don't think I think fundamentally I'm totally on board on board with you for that. My my debate just now was just about a one post, lah. But stepping back away from the post, yeah. what you said just now about your friends, like most of your friends tell you not to. How have your friends and family taken to the app? Uh? Like the... Uh, <laughs> okay, That's that my, reaction. When I told my mom... Oh, my, my father was like, you'll be destroyed for this. You, you, you cannot do this. Uh, somebody will come and imprison you. This was when, when High Blood, when you started... After uh, the post or just in general? After the post. It was talking about the post. Okay. He had no issues with the motivations of the app. Actually, I don't even think he understands the motivations of the app. Okay, yeah. Have there have there been any discussions about the name High Blood? Because that that gives I mean the perception there is of blood. When you say blood, immediately. Yeah, you know. we kind of argue on that. So so what what was intentional? Completely intentional. But then what is what are your what was your argument? Uh, I don't know. I just but you like for right? yeah. In the end, I was like, okay, fine. It is. Okay. Yeah, right? it is. It's on a T-shirt I now. Think, I think it's like, there. yeah, I know. It's on our URL. I think it's like it does spark things, but I think the deeper meaning of it is like getting people yeah, to confront what the it quality means of you. It's not you now. You're looking is, at a word, and uh-huh. you might think what is elite, high blood? elite. This is an elite dating app, right? High blood. Yeah. Like, you know, but we want it to be like. Quality instead of being elite, yeah, like 
you owning who you are and we want to have quality people on our app in terms of like the real people that kind of quality not like say like oh because you're a lawyer you're a doctor you earn 10,000 50,000 then you're quality mm-hmm. but the fact that you're authentic and mm-hmm. you are your real self and you own it that, I think that's the that's what we want people although it's not so direct mm-hmm. and yes when you first look at it it does spark controversy and yes that gives us some like PR <laughs> like, because you could have, if you're talking about real people you could have called it real real, blood. <laughs> real blood. Right. yeah but it wouldn't sound so Robots. you know what I mean yeah, so that means that that, that yeah. again ties back to you wanting to provoke, la. right? Yeah. Let's say the marketing versus yeah. Yeah. what the I have a lot intentions of, uh, are. I face a lot of rejection yeah. from society. So there's this, when I do admit it, there's this, um, yeah, this inner thing of wanting Anarchist. to provoke. Anarchist. Yeah. Proclivity to, towards Yeah. So some people. of his ideas yeah. I can accept. I and blame. It's not so consequential. At least not for now, okay. yeah. But like, like the like certain post that I wouldn't agree la. So like we do debate, and I see like what's my limit. So so, so if there, sorry, yeah. if there's a good reason, yeah, would you say that uh, without that post, there wouldn't be you on board? Dun, dun, no. Dun. If you didn't have that post, and if I still met you and you came up to me and asked me and explained to me the app, and I still saw your well, recipe, I didn't see on her the first time. Oh, uh, <laughs> not through the app. No, no, not through the app. That was the app. That was the app. Things oh, get interesting. Wow. So okay, go on. Yeah, I actually came on her the first time. At In person. Yeah. Okay. In Technicia. Uh huh. Then. I dismissed him. <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't like he he what the criteria wasn't there. No, I was just like so focused on the event like. I was it was my first time in tech in Asia and like I just I, I didn't need a guy flirting or like I didn't want to do that I just wanted to like make business contacts networks and uh-huh. I was like really focused yeah so then how did that turn from like a dismissal to business partners uh, I think we met each other again coincidentally also in another in event another, uh, yeah startup event yeah mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I was like oh oh you're the same guy okay hi then we actually had like a conversation oh. and then he told me about his app that I was like okay let me like go back and think about it and read about it mm-hmm. and see what I feel about it yeah then from then on then like I would if I see that I read about it you know looked at whatever was online about that that I confronted with him and I like we just talked to him. yeah okay. so just now you, you you didn't completely answer about what your friends think of you on yeah. joining the app because you said your father after the post you're going to get arrested yeah. Right. What about you and your friends? And because you joined after the post, yeah. But your app already has an association with being. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So actually, uh, some of my friends like will send me the post, and then they'll be like, "What's this?" No, and then, I sent her the post. I I was very upfront about everything. I I wasn't trying to hide anything at all. No, this, this is her. Yeah, this no, is her this friends, friends reacting, friends. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So then they would send it to me and then they would say like oh what's going on here like yeah yeah then because they are my friends i would say like okay you know me you know what you know me as a person and what i stand for and you should know that you know i wouldn't join a company that i definitely don't you know if their values are this way i, I wouldn't work with them yeah and i would then i explained to them like what the post meant and like you know that i also honestly disagree with it mm-hmm. yeah and that that's why i'm here 
and I've joined a company to make sure that these kind of things don't happen or at least try not to happen oh, again. Okay. <laughs> so if they're friends, they'll really understand. I have a few like maybe um, JC people that I know, I wouldn't consider them friends, but acquaintances who have talked behind my back, usual stuff. Really? Yeah, and some of my friends tell me, they're like, hey, you know, he said this about like, you. Like what kind of stuff? Like you're a racist bigot or something, is it? Like, like how could Kylie join this kind of, like this, this person, how could she work with that kind of person? Like totally disagreeing on the post. But the fact is, yeah, I, I personally do disagree on the post, but it doesn't mean that it stops me from joining the company because I know like inherently that's not what High Blood stands for. It's just that it's a really bad post. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's a place where you can add value. Yeah, like, correct. Yeah, that's what I feel. So, whatever. Real friends will stay with you. <laughs> that is cool. And your Bangladeshi friend still friends with you? Huh? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Has he met Herbert? No. <laughs> eh? No, 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 no. I think no. This, this is the sweetest founder story I ever heard. Yeah, that's why. Hitting on each other. <laughs> <laughs> Starts with that. So wait, we had one question I wanted to ask just now, like, damn it. Uh, so this became okay. a litmus test for you to discern who your true friends are? No. <laughs> You're trying to find another benefit of high blood, is it? <laughs> yeah. We need to filter out. Like, filter out bad friends. Join high blood. <laughs> okay. I, I have a lot of experiences no, What I wanted to ask is You, you talk about provoke, your, your inclination to provoke la. So do you think that You can never get that many eyeballs Without offending people Yeah There was uh, Even my What I was good at in school But don't you think It's, it's very easy to Offend people uh, Whereas yeah. it's very difficult to Provoke well, One of my secondary school teachers Say that Herbert always impresses, and that's kind of the feeling I get. You mean impresses her in whatever you do? Impresses, impress him, him. Or oh, impresses him, like. It impresses him. Okay. So that's kind of the thing I try to do, but it's always harder to impress than to offend. Yeah. And. I think what he means like there's the difference between offending someone and provoking someone. Yeah. yeah. There's a huge difference, like offending someone. Okay, it's like it's just it's not as bad as provoking someone to actually take action. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean in the sense that you can, I do feel that you can provoke and spark conversation without kind of shooting yourself in the foot, lah. In the sense that, and by shooting yourself in the foot, I mean uh, having to deal with all this negative backlash. Yeah, because that doesn't work in my experience. Like so then, do you think? But do you think it's not possible, or is it just that you haven't experienced it? For me, it's not possible. Personally, or you think in general? Personally. Personally. It's just not possible. Do you think that's not something you can improve? But it'll be filtered out, right? If I try to work on it. Not say filtered out. Because, okay, what I'm saying is. Filtered out. Filtered. Filtered. Futile. Yeah. It will not be successful. Do you agree with that, Kylie? That you can. Let's say. With all the articles, I don't know how many articles covered you when you had that post. Let's say 20 articles. Do you think it's not possible to get that same coverage by doing something that is still very, uh, very smart, very intelligent? Oh, but it will, you will get no eyeballs at all. It will, it will not just, you will not get noticed at all. So you think things can be ignored? You think things can't go viral without offending? 
Yeah, from me, you know. For you. At least for me. For you or for your app? For for me. For me. For you. Do you think that things can go viral without offending? Yeah, I think they can. <laughs> so yeah, but that's because um we are co founders now, right? Yeah. So for yeah, it's possible. So, so uh, by by saying you are co-founders now, is it something you appreciate that both of you have different beliefs on that? Yeah, it's okay. something that we are consciously aware of. Okay. And it might be counterintuitive to most people, but that's the way it works. What is counterintuitive? No, in fact, I think it's it makes sense. Where com- co-founders should complement each other. Mm, most people don't don't they are, they are not aware of that startup logic. That's why they're not in startups, lah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it's completely counterintuitive to that. I don't. Why is it? It's like a relationship. What I mean, the best relationships. I mean, the whole thing opposites attract. I think that's I'm a bit sure too simplified. That's, that's true. No, hmm. I do think relationships. I'm still trying to. To. I mean, like between Terence and I, he's the one who's married. I'm not lah. So maybe I am getting everything. <laughs> I'm, missing, I'm missing the mark totally. Yeah. But I do think that if you go for totally alike, also. It's I, a bit, I yeah yeah you know, I appreciate I uh, being with someone who's who's different and is complementary. I know that's equating relationships to business, which are two very different things, but I do think there's some similarities because a business partnership, there's yes. also a big interpersonal need, uh, aspect to it. Especially for startups. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's that counterintuitive. Have you spoken to a lot of people who are like, huh, you're so different, how the fuck you all together? People say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I have a lot of people eyeballing me because I work with him. Like, a lot of people ask me. I like, guess because he does what's have the a... Of eyeballing? Well, what do you mean eyeballing? As in like Look at me a certain way Like, like I they roll their eyes yeah. Rolling eyes I think because maybe Herbert does have a Public identity Whether you like it or not uh, That oh, is Also there's this uh, Insecurity in me In you? Yeah Okay Like I, I I think Looking back I think it offends people When I succeed Really? Yeah Maybe people who are looking To bring Hoping to bring you down or? No, even in secondary school, like it's just natural for people not to expect much from Herbert Ng. But you said that your teacher always was impressed by you, right? Means he couldn't have been the only one who was impressed by you. Eh? Or was he just impressed by your tenacity? No, eh? I only brought it up because I, I have this proclivity to want to impress. Mm. But isn't that everyone? Doesn't everybody like to impress people? Yeah, yeah but they don't try hard. At least in certain aspects of their life, I would like to think that... Or do ev- extreme things to impress. But do you need to do extreme things to impress? I wouldn't say they are extreme as in they are far out. But I do spend a lot of time and work really hard. So then who are like your personal... Although, although uh, in recent years, I realized that working hard doesn't pay off. You can work smart, right? You rather don't say working hard doesn't pay off <laughs> oh, wow. what kind of message you're sending to Singaporeans that's what our society is built on Herbert work hard and follow instructions <laughs> yeah but uh, doesn't pay off man doesn't pay off uh. wow that's that's um, some I think like Herbert's experience is just really dark and negative and yeah. he doesn't see any positive out of it and you are the sunshine in his life <laughs> this is such yes. an interesting dynamic now. What, yeah. what do you see as the similarities between you guys I think we've been through the I wouldn't I I think maybe it's too simplified to say same things I also have been ostracized before by society and I do have my own fair share of like haters in the past mm-hmm. 
So I completely understand where he stands on like how much he hates the world or like you know that kind of thing like like society hates me and yeah it's just that um, but Kylie's popular in a mainstream way I'm not <laughs> do you see that as a real thing or is it just his perception no I think is it, is it, like I think it's a real thing operates according to superficial heuristics yeah so aspects of a person that make most people uh, covet them or envy them or want to be like them mm-hmm. so, so that comes in the form of money fame and looks heuristics mm-hmm. so yeah, everything that's not this like character personality drive ambition is all on the surface you cannot see so you think people only respect people with ambition apparent. when they have material stuff to show for it? Like? When, when it's uh, very apparent, when it's obvious. Yeah. So you, are you saying that you think you'll be a lot more popular when you are worth like a, a billion dollars? Yeah. yeah, I won't deny that. Society is based yeah. To, yeah. to kind of but, veer but, towards but, that. Having said that, I don't believe that attraction works that way. Mm. Like oh, okay. when you love someone or you're attracted to someone, he can be like the poorest person in the world. Yeah. And you still be attracted. Mm-hmm. Because um, so then maybe there can be a feature one, in your app when someone puts filter one million once in a while you just throw a curveball pair them up with someone who's like like no money at all different like. currency yeah yeah different <laughs> currency yeah oh I might do that I get yeah, that's right. ideas yeah exactly then I tell you then if that happens and they fall in love you have a fucking perfect story to that will go viral confirm <laughs> and it also like like give you guys like the this whole bunch of positive PR without any backlash. Yeah. Ah. But also like We don't really control What our users That was a, that was a joke like, you know, okay. I, was, I wasn't implying <laughs> that you... <laughs> We can't really do that because... Yeah because we can't yeah. just Throw a profile at someone so, so then what do you guys think Of the, the practices of Uber Where they do some shady shit Even in the back end hmm. Oh I don't know about this Sorry The one story I know Is that They flouted some Apple guidelines for apps And Tim Cook himself Told Travis I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but the ex-CEO uh-huh. to rectify that. If not, they're going to be taken off the app Kalanick. store. Yeah, Kalanick. So what... what Basic, Uber- no, basically what happened was that they put in a tracking thing such that they could track journalists and what they were saying, especially oh, those who broke... No, it was part of uh, the tracking thing in the app that they had to take That was uh, against Apple's regulations. Yeah, yeah. No, but the, the, how they did to counter that, that was the thing they flouted, right? That yeah. was the thing they flouted. And how Uber counteracted that was they put a ring fence around yeah. Cupertino so that the Apple developers within their office, if they were to check the app, they would see a different version from what the public was seeing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which yeah. is fucking genius. Oh. But it's yeah. fucked up. Like. Yeah. Something very akin to what I would do, actually. Really? It's something oh, I you would... would just... <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to dig that hole for yourself? Yeah, but... Um, because don't you think that's unethical? Apple's regulations doesn't equate to what is ethical or not. But you're putting it on their platform. So in some way, they do have the right to kind of... Then just don't put it on their platform. From, from you can focus only on Android. See, right? morality, right? That's absolute and relative, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to be absolute. As in, there are some things that you don't do. Yeah. Like you don't kill. Yeah. You don't engage in pedophilia. Yeah. And, uh, Isn't it absolute and consequential moral, moralism? Surveillance and privacy-wise... I think that's yeah. That's where the issue is, right? Surveillance. Yeah, surveillance and privacy rights. Hmm. 
But yeah, I guess that there's a surveillance I, I, aspect. I think people are too very, very, very concerned and get so seriously affected by by this surveillance. You mean privacy issue? Like, like, why would it matter if somebody knows that you're in this location? But then you're kind of uh, you're you're kind of uh, telling people they shouldn't believe a certain way. Right? But everyone should have the right to believe a certain way. If it impacts them, then they are responsible for it. Lah. So if someone chooses to not have his location disclosed, what makes you able to tell him, no, you should be okay with that? I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying... Um, As in, you don't understand their perspective. Lah. I do understand their perspective because uh, you, you, you get this uh, feeling of uh, being stalked. Yeah. And I can feel how it's a negative yeah but then I also think harder and I come to the realization that so what so what if he knows okay I guess I guess there are many people who share that same belief la. but no but, no, no. There, there's not many people that no there's many more than just you la, right there's definitely a group of people out there who are okay with it uh, but but what what about the thing where when Uber was told that they clearly flout Apple's guidelines and it's a platform that you, you have to admit Apple owns. La. If, if Uber didn't want to be on Apple, if they really disagree, they can exist only on Android. But because it doesn't make sense for their business, they want to be on Apple. And then with that ring fence around Cupertino, which is fucking smart, but to me, is ridiculously unethical. You, and you said that's something that you would do. Yeah. So it doesn't strike you as being unethical? No. Why, why not? Uh, how, how, how is it Apple's justified? regulations is not... It's not a be at all and all ethical thing. But it is their platform. The Apple Store is their platform. So you can very well choose to not be on their platform. So you don't install a tracking thing? I mean, even a tracking thing aside, let's just say they're doing something, not tra- take a tracking thing aside, that clearly yeah. violates these very explicit terms that Apple have set up and for their platform. They're saying anyone can be on our platform as long as you meet, meet these. Because I know... High Blood also ran into issues with the App Store, right? Initially. Yeah, but not for ethical not issues. Not for ethical issues. Yeah, correct, correct. Because there were some guidelines that... that Only for very... Technical issues. Technical <laughs> issues like... Uh, the UI. I can't remember, but it was technical <laughs> stuff. Okay, so then, so, then, so then take that aside. But Uber here, they have clearly flouted the rules set out by the owner of the platform. Yeah. And yet they found a way to skirt it uh, and present themselves as adhering to the guidelines when they are not. So to you, that that's fine. Because how does that fit in with law? Like, you can argue that law, anything law out there is not the be-all and end-all of morality. But because you are in a certain country, you you abide by those laws. You're almost saying that it's okay to ring fence the police and like be doing drugs outside uh, or doing something... Uh, or, or punching someone or stabbing someone because your definition of morality means stabbing is okay. I didn't say killing is okay. No, not killing. Maybe just punching. But one. that's like taking to a, he's putting a very extreme example. Uh, yeah. Or like even maybe like a less extreme example uh, of you doing so, something so that is... Uber's example extreme? That extreme? I, I don't say think it was that extreme. But I'm no, saying but the, the concept, principle of the it. principle, yeah. Where you ring fence and you almost blind the authorities into thinking something when you, behind the back you are knowingly conflicting a guideline that they warned you about conflicting. So it means that I don't respect your authorities. 
So you think that's a good thing. But what about the people working in Uber who could have their jobs threatened by? I wouldn't say that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's more of uh, if it's something I have to do, then I have to do. So for you, any rule can be broken. La. And if you can break the rules, there's no yeah. harm in doing that. Um, there might be harms and we have to live with it. I see. Okay. Might be harms and then you have to live with it. So that means any backlash that you get for any of your actions, you won't feel that it's unjustified in the sense that you kind of, if you do something that you know is going to provoke, going to get backlash, you get backlash for you, that's part and parcel of the game. Yeah. Okay. You live with the consequences. Uh, right? Yes. Okay. But what if you are the CEO of Uber and you have this whole company behind you and you're doing stuff that even the employees don't know about? There will not be a better CEO for Uber than Travis Kalanick. Better in what way? Every way. Really? Yeah. What makes you say that? There's a very good startup article out there. Yeah, I mean, I agree as a founder, he has a lot of qualities that make him a, a great yeah, founder. Says that if you don't have that experience that carves you in, into, be, into a, a, a founder that really knows for himself and has this fire to succeed, you'll just never be a founder and to and, and to to really to recognize this and to deliberately get founders to be like this is to cast negative experiences upon them and that's unethical right what do you mean cast negative experiences on them uh jedi sif sif are you familiar with star wars yeah i'm okay familiar okay i kind of understand like founders where are like you are coming from <laughs> You put them from different yeah. angles. Uh. You put them into so founders. You're saying like he's not, a good founder, but then one one negative thing doesn't one negative thing doesn't define him whether he's a bad or a good founder, right? Or bad, yeah. bad or good CEO. Do you know that Uber's employees don't protested against <laughs> his dismissal? I can imagine a subset of them protesting, but also I can it's imagine it's not a subset. A, it's everyone. They, they don't make absolute statements. <laughs> really, everyone? I think there might be. I know a few people who have left Uber because people they... who 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 are not part part of that everyone, but but uh, on the grapevine, it was um most employees wrote a a memo to the board to uh, to protest against his dismissal. Yeah, but they might be coming from the point that they are well taken care of, like, But if you look at his actions. As a company, as a whole, as right? Like it risks the company. That's what he mean. Like he means, yeah. it's like you are risking people's jobs. Startups and mean. you have to take risks. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we are also a startup, and and who knows? Maybe if we were I mean, more I about mean, our generation, should be very familiar with this from pop culture. Very familiar with what? What is this you're talking about? This uh, conviction and this willingness. No, to I I I'm totally with you for conviction and fire to succeed. But I think that's separate. If you have fire and conviction, doesn't mean you consciously flout rules in secret from even from your employees yeah so that, that's my issue like if, if I'm totally fine whatever you do as an individual you suffer the consequences I'm totally fine with that but when but, it affects others yeah when it affects would you still be okay with that if it meant your app potentially being taken out of app store which means not being losing access to hundreds of millions of people yeah. that could affect your business it's something you would still do and be okay with 
I might be more cautious. So on that note, you still think Travis is a wonderful CEO? Yeah. The best CEO ever. Hmm, I mean, I actually can see where he's coming from. Yeah. Maybe not the best CEO ever, yeah. but he's definitely on the level of Steve Jobs. Oh yeah, I, I totally I mean, agree with that. Uber came from yeah. a place where you know it had to like yeah. uh, destroy all the old conventions, and yeah. destroying old conventions means people lose their jobs. Means not caring a lot about that, and maybe for that early growth phase, uh, he yeah. was really the best person for the company. Uh. And I, oh, sorry, he he is definitely a phenomenal CEO, but I guess yeah. He has done things that questionable. Yeah, questionable. Yeah. And again, questionable. Like I, I wouldn't agree with what he has done, but clearly you have a different perspective on it, which is fair, lah. People might adore him in the future next time when he comes back. Yeah, what they might. What happened to Steve Jobs? Yeah, they might. Well, I mean, you think Sean Parker, mm-hmm. Napster, he started there. Napster flouted rules. Napster yeah. was illegal. Yeah. I mean, like, like to his point on that, some of these rules. Sean Parker is still doing very well. I mean, yeah, and then he's. I mean, even technically, Apple. He's doing okay. cancer now. Yeah, he's dealing with cancer. Sean Parker is trying to cure cancer. Oh yeah, cancer. yeah, correct, correct. I mean, even Apple, if you look at it at its beginnings, they did also rip off the front UI from Microsoft. Yeah, and then yeah, so Eduardo Severin is he's he suffered. So, so basically, much. the the moral of this whole thing is to succeed. You need to be a uh, questionable. Uh, Kylie, <laughs> <laughs> if you play games, I hate right? it because I'm always on the fence. Like I'm always like, if you play games, no, like, but that's why it's a it's a fun conversation because if both of you were like of the same thing, then it wouldn't be that interesting. This is why games like Fallout is is so has made such a profound impact because they they put people in such situations. Yeah. And okay, so we've been talking about one and a half hours already. Yeah. Right. So we are gonna wrap up soon. Mm-hmm. Um. But so, so just to go back to that interview thing, is there anything else you want to say about High Blood that you haven't had a chance to say before that we are, we are giving you the platform to talk about now? Mm. Any aspect of it? Any thoughts? Any perspectives? Or anything you want to say? I think we've said... At least I think I've said yeah, pretty, said pretty much, much yeah, whatever we've covered in that one hour and 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I mean... Uh, anything else, Terence? Uh, no. Okay. And I mean, I still, at the end of it, yeah, I still, I still, I think fundamentally your app, your app, it, it is addressing a problem, but let's see what future marketing posts you guys put out. Uh. And if I, if I disagree with any of your posts, I will, I will voice out. Please uh. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks a lot for joining us. It was Thank a good you. conversation. Thanks a lot for having us. Cool, cool. And, and Thanks, giving man. us this opportunity to make our stand clarify our vision and philosophy of the app okay cool that's the point of this podcast to get differing views and just see what happens cool alright thanks man thank you very much cool